Standing by to join us is Kent Scove. We're going to talk about L.A. Connection Comedy Theater, L.A.C., and his upcoming New Year's Eve shows. Good morning. Morning. All right, we got you. You got me. <laughs> so, Kent, tell me about the L.A. Connection Comedy Theater and your upcoming New Year's Eve show. Yeah, well, the, we've been around for 43 years. It'll be 44 years next year. And oh. uh, we've been doing New Year's Eve shows for about 25 years. And they've always sold out. We do kind of like Whose Line Is Anyway style improv comedy shows. Fun. I love that. And yeah. We do impressions. We do takeoffs of the dating game. We do uh, topical humor, relationship humor, you know, personal humor that people can relate to. Uh, and um, we do shows at 8 and 10 p.m. Uh, the 8 p.m. goes to about 9.30 and features some of our all-stars. And then the Best of L.A. Connection cast goes on at 10 and they go till about midnight for the countdown. And we give everybody noisemakers and all that sort of good stuff for the late show. And then one of the things we do before each show is we put on our signature movie dubbing where we take old clips and dub them with funny comedy soundtracks. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually did a show with uh, Dick Clark years ago in the 90s. Oh. And uh, we were trying to sell it to Fox. So he, we put a little promo reel together and he introduced us. So we use that as a way to introduce the LA Connection every year since Dick Clark is iconic with New Year's Eve for so many years. Yes, yes. How did you get involved in comedy? Well, I was always kind of the class clown growing up. Uh, I played sports, and uh, I would always make all the other athletes on our team laugh and do kind of weird stuff. And, you know, I was kind of told, you know, you should do comedy. Mm -hmm. So my senior year in high school, when I was still doing sports, I did drama. And the drama teacher gave me a distinction in drama. I thought, you know, why do I get this? All I do is take his class. But he encouraged me. He says, you know, you're a funny guy, and you're very creative, so why don't you... You know, see if you can make this your your living and your business. So I joined the committee in San Francisco when I got into college, and the committee was pretty well known up in San Francisco. Robin Williams was there. I actually went to high school and college with Robin Williams, and and then um, Howard Hessman was the big guy. Dr. Johnny Fever, WKRP Cincinnati, the sitcom. Oh, yeah. And so he was a big guy. At the, at the, it was an equity theater, four hundred seat nightclub on Broadway, and just loved doing the improv there. And met Del Close, the father of the Herald. Oh, right. Del Close, yeah. got to work with some really, really great people. Um, And uh, that kind of got me going, and I formed a group in college uh, called Now Appearing, which was a strange name, Now Appearing, Now Appearing. (laughs) We thought it was very clever at the time. Now I look back, it was kind of (laughs) stupid. But anyway, we we performed all over the city, performed for church organizations, uh, events, uh, benefits, a place in, in Marin County called the Belrose Theater, and just got to be, I uh, got to get a little bit of a following. So I, improv was in my blood. And then when I came down to Los Angeles um, back in 1975, I joined the Ralph Waite Theater Group, the LA Actors Theater, and they had a little improv there with Dana Elkar, and I did that and did quite well in that. And again, he encouraged me. So then I formed a two man comedy show and did that for a while. And then formed the L.A. Connection back in 1977. And wow. You've done a lot. Yeah. We saw about 50 people. I selected about 15. And some of those were, were quite good. Taylor Negron, who went on to have quite a good career as a comedian. Mm-hmm. And Vic Dunlop, uh, Cork Hubbard, uh, Deanna Oliver, who went on to write Casper the Friendly Ghost. Those were all some of my original members of the L.A. Connection. And... Uh, 
it uh, turned out to be quite good, and we built a repertory theater of about 75 people, and of course today that repertory theater is about 160. I, I have a question for you, because I, I've taken classes at the Groundlings and UCB. For people that are listening, what does it take uh, to become part of improv? Like, what kind of skill set, um, you know, because it's totally different, Groundlings and UCB. Yeah, UCB is more long form. The Groundlings is a little bit more known for sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pretty much known for both short form and long form, but I'd say short form is probably our main for today. Um, and I think if someone wants to get into improv, you know, there are different reasons people get into it. Some people get into it because they just want to, you know, play around. It's like a giant playground of fun right. and to explore, you know, their inner self and. Don't worry whether you're funny or not. Just, you know, go out and play. And so it's like role-playing, you know, mm-hmm. taking on different roles and characters and, you know, getting a little outside of yourself. But, you know, I mean, everything in comedy comes from, I always look at, like, you know, your Bible or your dictionary, you know, encyclopedia, mm-hmm. however you want to call it. All the knowledge that you have inside of you can, can be utilized and drawn on for your improvisational skill set for whatever scene that, you know, requires your your history or your background that you can draw on. Right. And, um, you know, I encourage people, you know, non-actors to do it. I've had lawyers. I've had uh, public relations people. I taught your marketing department how, how to get out and be more open and fun and, and you know, uh, be able to communicate better with people. So it's kind of like public speaking. Yes. And um, so it can be used for a lot of purposes. You know, some people use it for writing. Like I have a lot of writers uh, Amy Sherman Palladino, who went on to do Miss Maisel. Oh yes, yes. She uh, she she came out of the LA Connection, and she uh, she was actually writing a spec for Roseanne back probably this was in the eighties, maybe in the early nineties, so long ago I can't remember. <laughs> and uh, she ended up Roseanne actually liked this, and she hired her as a staff writer the following year, and then kind of she went on to Gilmore Girls and things like that. So in her case, improv helped her as a creator and producer and writer, and to open up her mind. Yes. For screenwriting. Wait, I'm losing you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people use it as a tool, stepping stone to get on Saturday Night Live. You know, Will Ferrell came out of here, uh, Victoria yeah. Jackson, uh, some writers, Melanie Graham, who went on to write for Saturday Night Live. Um, so some use it, you know, as a professional skill set to help their writing skills, um, to help their stand up comedy. So, so let me let me ask you something. So, in the uh, beginning of the year, are you offering classes to people that perhaps are listening, thinking, "I'd like to do that"? <laughs> well, we have classes all year round. Uh, people can go into level one mm-hmm. without an audition. Uh, if they want to audition for me, I have five dates every month, mm-hmm. and uh, I post those on Casting Frontier and backstage. And then we audition people usually on Saturdays, three Saturdays a month, one Sunday, and usually a Wednesday night. And they can sign up for one of those days. They go for about an hour and a half, and they're all improv. And let's say they did really well. They could go into maybe a level two or level three or level four. at four levels of rookies. Mm-hmm. And every one of them perform once a month, either Saturday at seven or level four, which is meets on Sundays, performs once a month, Sunday eight. And they usually do about like an hour show, about ten games. And usually we take people about six rehearsals, six or more rehearsals to become eligible to performing. Kind of like rehearsing a play, and the blocking, you're rehearsing the different games so that when you go up there and play, you've at least experienced playing it once in a rehearsal setting. Got it. And then usually one of our, our directors will host the show. We let them do some hosting, but we do one of the hosting. So it puts the emphasis of them on just playing the games, not worrying about hosting. Sounds like a lot and of then, fun. And uh, then uh, 
they do a show uh, once a month, and then we also do outside things. We've uh, I run all the improv at Flappers Comedy Club up mm-hmm. in uh, Burbank as well, so occasionally we do shows over there. And then I uh, there's a place called South Comico on Melrose, so we did our first show down there, and I think we're going to start doing a relationship with them as well. So our performers will might get a couple shows a month when they're at rookie levels, one at the theater, one outside. Okay. And. Uh, I did the same thing for seven years at the comedy store in the main room because I wanted them to get experiences to not only to perform here at the theater but to perform outside the theater. Sure. And we do that every summer with camps. We book about <clears throat> usually about 50 camps every summer. So we do some at our theater and some on location. We do birthday parties. We do anniversary, January 40th anniversary, not anniversary, 40th birthday party for a fine young woman who uh, we did her 30th birthday. So we joked that well, every every 10 years will be sold out. <laughs> but um, so, excuse me, Kent. What's your uh, website for people that want? Uh, LAConnectionComedy.com. Okay. And uh, they can also just look up LA Connection Comedy in Burbank and call us directly. Call me, and okay. and the number will be there. And um, you know, they can sign up to audition, or they can just sign up for level one and uh, take the classes for a month and see if they like it. We also have kids ages five to about twelve performing every Sunday at three thirty. Actually, Josh Groban, the country singer, came out of our kids' group years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then we had um, had teenagers as well on Mm -hmm. Saturdays, and they come in at 3, and they do a show every week at 5.30. So both our kids and our teenagers do shows weekly. That's great. So we're not just limited to um, adults. We also have an after-kids program here at one of the... uh, Elementary schools, Roosevelt Elementary School in Burbank, and they come after school. They used to, this is our fourth year of doing after school with them. That's great. Um, and so we do all sorts of things. We do corporate gigs. We had a TV series for years called Mad Movies with the LA Connection that we took old movies and dubbed them with funny comedy soundtracks. How fun. And that ran on MTV for three years and Nick at Night for a couple of years, and it was syndicated for a couple of years. And then we did a show on A&E back in 93, aired in 94, and was nominated for a Cable Ace Award. How many wow. specials? Kind of like an Emmy. Excellent. Well, yeah. I, just, I just want to mention your New Year's uh, show. If people are not already committed for their plans, New Year's Eve. It's Thursday, December thirty-first at the LA Connection Comedy Theater, thirty-four thirty-five West Magnolia Boulevard, Burbank, and uh, you can purchase tickets uh, or make reservations eight one eight seven eight four eighteen sixty-eight. But I put the information on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow dot kuci. That's wonderful. So we have to wrap up. Uh, give your website one more time. Yes, laconnectioncomedy.com. dot com. Okay. Uh, and my name's Kent, right. so you can always call me directly. I'm very flexible and, and, and do that. Excellent. We also have a thing on December ninth. Uh, we put a mural on the side of our building, beautiful mural with some of our alumni like Will Ferrell, Matthew Perry, Hank Azaria, Josh Groban, and then we have Edie McClurg. And Edie McClurg's actually a member now of the LA Connection, and we just put a picture up her for her for her birthday. And we're going to build that on December 9th at 3 o'clock on Monday at the LA Connection. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, and happy holidays, and uh, I'd love to come to a show sometime. Well, you call me up anytime, and I will give you a free class and a free show anytime you want. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. it been great having you on. Thanks. That was Kent Scove calling in to talk about LA Connection. L.A. Connection Comedy Theater, L.A.C. Uh, if you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, and our conversation will be on there after I wrap. Getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then I have a very special guest calling in. 
Peter Konstam is joining me uh, live to talk about his book, A Chance to Live, based on a memoir of Peter's father and their escape from Nazi persecution. This is a really powerful story of struggle, determination, and survival. We're also going to talk about his childhood friendship with Anne Frank, and she was his babysitter and playmate. And actually, Peter is related to me. So we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. That's coming on at 930 You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 